Hey, I just wanted to publish this bonus audio again. Another bonus audio for you of my talk last Sunday about the angels and the shepherds and what that means for you and me. Hope you enjoy it. If you do, leave a comment, send me a message, and let me know that you're listening, and we will talk to you later. We usually try to keep God like kind of at this safe distance. Like you guys are kind of in the sweet spot. What do I mean by that? I mean like you're kind of like you're close enough to God to keep your parents fooled. But you're far enough from God to not really be super serious about it sometimes. Right? Like I grew up doing that. I grew up close enough to God to feel like, hey, everything's good. I'm okay. You're okay. We're all okay. But I still had all these secret things that I was doing that nobody knew about. And I still have some of that stuff going on, right? Like, I'm close enough to God that I can make everybody think that I am actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And because we're so close we tend to tune out around Christmas time. But tonight, we're going to talk about it again. But I want you to pay attention because I don't want you to miss something important. What do we know about angels? They're from heaven. They're glorious. They're incredible. They're beautiful, etc., etc. And what do we know about shepherds? They're stinky. They're dirty. They smell like sheep. But when Janelle had babies... We were in the hospital for a couple of days, and we had people come visit us. And the people who came to visit us were always the people who were the closest to us. We never ever invited like just some guy off the street who happens to be taking care of a dog out by the hospital. I never sent somebody outside to go, hey, you guys got to come in, and you got to meet my baby. But what does God do? He goes to shepherd. You had the religious people, and every Jewish boy wanted to be in a Jewish school, wanted to be in religious school, wanted to be learning and sitting under one of the best teachers of all. And then you had everybody else who was kind of had to do their own trade. So you've got, you go to school, you have a test, and if you become one of the top students and you know enough, you get to go to school and you get to sit and you get to learn more about the Jewish religion. And if you didn't pass that test, what do you do? You had to go and you had to learn a trade. And usually it was your family's trade. And so we got these shepherds here who didn't pass the test of the religious elite. And so they're out in the fields, living in the fields with their flocks. And yet when it's time for God's son to be born, he goes to the shepherds first. He didn't go to the religious elite. He didn't go to a temple and have an announcement to the temple. He goes to the shepherds. So what does that tell us about God? The God of the universe has decided to speak. He's been silent. He hasn't said anything to Israel for 300 years. And he has decided to speak The very first group of people that he goes to are the shepherds. Stinky, disgusting, 
slimy, smelly, gross shepherds. He says glory to God. It's all about God. God is worthy of worship, not because of the people who hear the message, like the stinky, smelly, gross shepherds, or like me and you. God doesn't care how bad you are or how good you are in order to love you. So whenever we think of people who are far from God, usually we think, oh, well, God can't possibly love them. So like if we were writing the story, we would not write the story that God went to the shepherds first. We would say God found some really good religious people who probably went to Springdale because we're the best. And God chose them first because they were so close to him already that all they needed was like a nudge to find out who Jesus was. And my fear is that most of us think that we're already that close to God. My fear is that most of us think that we don't even need Jesus because life is pretty good. My fear is that most of us think, well, you know, my mom and dad, they serve in the church. And so, therefore, I'm already pretty close. I don't even need Jesus. My fear is that, you know, hey, God has already blessed us. We have money. We got plenty of things that we need and what we want. We have nothing to worry about. And so, I don't even need Jesus. Because we usually think, oh, the shepherds, those guys are way over there. And I am like the next door neighbor. I'm awfully close to Jesus already. But what God is doing whenever he brings down the angels and sends them to the shepherds is saying, we're all like the shepherds. None of us deserve to hear anything about Jesus. And yet he chose to come to us and tell us about his plan to save humanity. So there's a couple of things. The first thing is that God is good, right? Glory to God. God is good. And he's good to us because he has chosen to reveal himself to us through Jesus. And then the second thing is that God loves you the way that you are. A lot of us think we have to get it together before God will love us. Like, here's a question. What do you think needs to happen in order for you to be loved by God? What do you need? What needs to happen in order for you to be loved by God? Nothing. What did the shepherds need to do in order to find out about Jesus? Be shepherds. God came to them. You cannot do anything for God to love you more. God loves you exactly how you are, even though we don't deserve his love. There's two ways we can see ourselves. We can see ourselves as people who don't need God at all. And then I think on the other hand, there are people who think that there's no way that they deserve God at all. The story of the gospel is completely told in the story of the shepherds. You and I do not deserve a Savior. God comes down and gives us a Savior and announces it to us, not because we're good, but because he's good and he loves us the way that we are, even though we smell like sheep, even though we sin, even though we don't have it all figured out. He still loves us enough to send Jesus to die on a cross for us. And when we see it for ourselves, we can't help but be changed. I don't think the shepherds were the same after they saw this host of angels.